what's up everything it's getting increasingly difficult to know what this team is but we'll continue to talk like we're experts because what's the point of having a podcast if you're not going to talk like you're experts plus we'll speculate wildly about what other people from other cities think about the city of st louis that's all ahead so let's get started and let's go blues two guys one cup podcast as we like to call it here in these parts i don't know what happened there Ian. i'm falling apart already it's january 14th one month until valentine's day folks find your people now if you don't have <laughs> can you just get them that's right is that that's... good can you just take them <laughs> that's right you can just go out there proclaim yourself a free agent in the uh romantic world you know that's right and get signed by uh jim binning for too much money. Uh, <laughs> and, hey baby that's your that's your gravy train that's, that's uh, right jim benning was a very generous lover um yes <laughs> <True. laughs> horrifying yes, i agree horrifying to think about but sure uh we are here. It is, like I said, January 14th. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Ian is in St. Louis, Missouri. Ian, how uh, warm is St. Louis today? Um, I think it's supposed to get to 40. It's gotten back to being cold. It wasn't cold okay. for a while, but yeah, it's not, you know, it's seasonal, I guess. I was wondering if it might be warmer there than it is here, because today it's like all the way down to like 50. Oh no, and the Floridians, they 49, are losing it. Ian, it's 49. Oh damn. How am I supposed to survive this? That's I'm right. I'm asking you. <laughs> I'm asking you to tell me. Um, you know, dress in layers. Uh, that's what they always say. Uh, make sure you keep like a warm blanket in the back of your car in case you get stranded. You might need like a uh, you know, one of those like mobile charging units for your battery in case it goes dead. Yeah, that might be good. Um, here's a question I have. Should I own a pair of pants that isn't shorts? Because at the moment, <laughs> I do not. I have one pair of jeans that's too long, and that's it. And the rest are in St. Louis. Well, and sweatpants that I shouldn't wear outside. <laughs> um, I need to get that, some. Though. I need, yeah, but these aren't like cool kid sweatpants. These are like. These aren't Lululemon. Yeah, 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 exactly. These yeah. are like you just work the graveyard shift at the Kellogg factory and your parents <laughs> are getting divorced, sort of sweatpants, you know. So um let's say that on the tag. <laughs> it really does, you know, permanent fresh, gentle wash, your parents are getting divorced. It's all on there. Um it really does, it really does. <laughs> it really, really does. Uh speaking of people who uh our tender lovers as we were doing a while ago <laughs> one thing i wanted to bring up before we dove into the blues here and ian is indulging me on this uh david poyle made some comments about ellie tolvin and ellie tolvin and for anyone who doesn't know longtime predators prospect once viewed as one of those kind of top uh prospects in the game sort of players uh really struggled to break through with nashville never really got a full you know opportunity to do it arguably but 
Um, you know, I, I, I don't think they uh, didn't give him chances, but he struggled in Nashville. They finally put him on waivers this year. He was claimed by the Seattle Kraken, and since being claimed by them, he has four goals and two assists for six points in seven games with a plus seven overall rating. Um, and, you know, he's averaging 13, 14 on time on ice. And so uh, this prompted David Poyle, longtime GM of the Nashville Predators, to say, quote, this could be a mistake on our part. That's on me if he turns out to be really successful. We thought we tried him in a lot of different areas, different places. Also mentions that they really hope to get him through on waivers. Um, David Poyle, I don't know that there's ever been a human being anywhere that has had a longer tenure in a highly coveted, highly competitive place of employment. I couldn't think career is, I guess, the word that I want. Who has done less to earn a continued opportunity to perform that career and yet continues to hold it. And we treat this man like he's some kind of legend of the game, some kind of hero. He has been the general manager of the Nashville Predators since Mm -hmm. they expanded into this league in 1997. That's 26 years ago. They have only had one general manager in their entire history. And I don't get it. He's not good. He's he's bad at the general managing. They've been to one Stanley Cup final, right? Mm-hmm. Where they got bludgeoned pretty badly by the uh by the old Pittsburgh Penguins. And that's it. I don't think they've even been to have they even been to any other Western Conference finals than that? I don't remember them being in any. I'm trying to think if there was like an early strain. Like there was this weird one in the early 2000s where, or the late 2000s, I forget what, where the Wild made it to a Western Conference final, surprisingly. And I'm trying to remember. I'm like, did Nashville ever do that? I don't think so. Lucky I think now. that was a. I think that was a lot of firsts. I mean, they probably made it to the second round before, but they might have had yep. two firsts. They have never made it out of the second round until... 2016 17 and that's the only time they've made it out of the second round they have won they have not made it out of the first round in the last four years since then uh they did not qualify for the playoffs in his first five seasons at the job i mean you know i just don't understand why at 72 they can't say you've done a great job, which he hasn't, but they're going to say it anyway. <laughs> you've done a great job and it's time for something else because this is insane. Yeah. At a certain point, you just like need fresh blood. Like even if he's done, even if you think he's done like a fine job at being the head of your team and bringing them into the league and they were, they were in an expansion era when, um, you sucked for a long time, right? There was this was not the Vegas Seattle expansion era. This is when, like, yeah, you're a new expansion team for the first like five, if you're being generous to 10 years, you will suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he pulled them through that, and that's that's admirable. But yeah, 20 something plus years of the same GM, like for and for no results, like you said, for having like one run 
to the Stanley Cup. Like, it's just not, that's not worth keeping that guy around. I think that's turning into like the owners being very familiar with that GM, obviously, and just being like, you know what? I don't know enough about other GMs. So this is what works for me. This is what I like. This, you know, this is when you go to the restaurant and you get the exact same thing over and over again. And it's like, that's great. But there are like other things on this like menu and the, and they're the things that people rave about. And you're like, yeah, but I just, you know, the mac and cheese here, I've, I've been getting that for 26 years. So like, I don't want to, I don't want to spread my wings at all. It's like, I'm just, how do you not have a guy that you've like groomed behind him at the very least, right? Like if you're, if you're in the position where you're uncomfortable hiring somebody else, like how have you not had someone that's just like, this is David Poyle Jr. That's been working under him for the last 26 years, but is not 72 that we can use when David wants to, you know, settle off into the sunset, like, you got to have somebody, right? I mean, I'm not, maybe they do and they just don't talk about them, but it's like, you got to, you got to have some fresh blood and some new ideas in there because they've gotten more competitive over the last like half decade or so. But like for the first like 15 years, they were not very good um, to say the least. So, and then you, you have the Tolvanen thing and it's just kind of like, this was a big prospect for you and now he's gone and you thought he would clear waivers. I don't, I don't know. I guess there hasn't been too many like high profile waiver pickups that I can remember in the last handful of years, but like one was bound to happen. You had to have looked at other teams a little bit and known they had space. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I hope Tolvin and tears it up. And- Actual predators. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. I just, I guess we don't need to beat this dead horse too much, but he's, he's signed the Duchesne and the, and the uh, Johansson contract. He mm-hmm. uh, has, you know, just made an average team for a lot of years. They're not good right now. If you know, something haven't... too, they've never had like, other than Philip Forsberg, who they didn't draft, mm-hmm. right? Like they traded for him. What, and who by the that way, team has ever been like a scorer at all? No one. Like, yeah, wasn't David David Legwan like their David leading Legwan scorer for a long time? And that's just recently, be- yeah. because he existed on that team it's for like 15 years. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's embarrassing. They are only even as relevant as they've been because they've always managed to have one of the best goalies in the league, and mm-hmm. they've only had two of those. So, you know, like <laughs> That's they're a goalie factory, Stephen. Don't you forget it. That's right. I heard Jeff Merrick say that. I think I think it was him a couple yeah. of weeks ago, maybe it was one of the Puck Soup boys. And it's like they'd had do. Yeah. I don't know if you could call them a goalie factory. It's not like they've been trading off backups that have become stars elsewhere. You know, it's like right. anyway, that's enough about David Poyle, but he should be uh moved on from the St. Louis Blues. Speaking of moving on from things. <laughs> They've been moving on from healthy people and moving them to unhealthy people. (laughs) Um, What a week it's been. And the Blues have actually been winning some, beating the Devils five to three, uh, beating the Wild three to nothing, beating the Flames four to three in overtime, uh, and then losing four to one in uh, the most recent game against them. So, you know, we can talk about this team improving, but that's, that's giving your opponent 
three points and you only taking two in one of your tightest ra- race of I can't speak matchups races for the last wild card spot. Um, I don't know what's your what's your what's your temperature check on the Blues right now. Uh, I mean, they're four and two in the new year. Um, they've lost, like you said, to Calgary and they lost to New Jersey. Um, I mean, we can all do, we can all do math. That's, that's close enough to 500 for me that I'm like, eh, like, do they beat Tampa Bay tonight? You could Tampa's not like some unbeatable juggernaut at this point, but like, I'm guessing they lose and then mm-hmm. you're, and then you're four and three. And am I really going to be, Oh, what an improvement everyone. Um, something I noticed the other night too is like we this is that was our 22nd loss of the season including like overtime and shootout losses and in those 22 losses the Blues have only given up less than four goals three times Mm -hmm. all of their losses they've given up four or more goals 19 out of 22 of them um and you can and I don't really care if they're empty netters or what have you but like that's a lot of goals to be getting up giving up even in your losses obviously you're going to be giving up more goals than what you have in a loss, but it's still like, you're not, you're not losing games three to two. These aren't like tight games where you're like, you've been, you've been in it this whole time sort of thing. Like anytime they're close, it's because you've managed to score a lot that game, which is great, but it's not your, I guess my point is that it's like your defense has not shown up at all this year. Like Mm -hmm. even in losses, it's never been like, Oh, it's just been one that got away from us just at the end there. It's like, no, they've, they're always humdingers. They're always a track <laughs> meet. They're always like, I know Barubi said of this last game, he's like, we were in it until like those like two turnovers. And I'm like, yeah, man, but like, that's the thing is I, we were in it by the score because it was whatever it was, mm-hmm. 1 1. Um, we were not in it like analytically, like we were getting yeah. destroyed by the flames. Um, I mean, they outshot us like 38 or something, like 20, whatever. And it's like, that's not, that's not in it. And they, well, I've also watched even, the game. The analytics don't matter. Watch well, that's the, the th- I was going to say, that's the thing is like, I used my eyes. I used the, the all, all knowing eye test. And it's like, this team has a problem. Even these, not just this last game, this whole season, but particularly this last like six games I've noticed of like, they can't get it out of their own zone. They can't like mm. this, this, League is like a transition league, right? It's turned into, it's transitioned into a transition league where like you move up the ice quick, um, but we don't move up the ice and we don't move up the ice quick. <laughs> like it's just, it's painful. <laughs> um, I don't know if they, if that's like by, I don't think it's by design. Like, I feel like we've had Ruby and we've played fast, right? Like, I don't think, I really don't mm-hmm. think it's like, oh, Ruby just doesn't know how to coach these guys to play in the modern NHL. Like, I think, I think honestly, as much as I, as much as I'm not a huge Ruby person, like, I'm not like, oh, this guy's end all be all coach for us. I really don't think a lot of the issues I've seen this season are like, his fault like I really don't yeah. like they could move on from and I'm like I get it but if he sticks around for the next whatever two three years so long as he's not making really dumb decisions I'm like I I get Other that too yeah uh, pulling the goalie oh yeah worked out once. <laughs> pulling the goalie when like the freaking 
I mean, this didn't even happen that game, but like when the Flames have it like on their stick in our zone, like uh-huh. I'm just always like, bro, we're we're chopping away at it. He's like, get him off, <laughs> get him off the bench. Like, we, this is very loose possession, if you want to yeah. call it that, Craig. But well, Craig Ruby operates by the JT Miller handbook of pulling your goalie. So <laughs> get off the fucking ice. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a hoot! What a hoot up there. <laughs> But I don't know. Like, I think that's the problem is like this team hasn't gotten worse, but they just haven't improved at all. Like when everyone was talking about, say, like in November, it's like, I got to give them time, give them some time. And it's like every week I feel like we come back on here. It's like, well, another week, Um, pretty much the same. (laughs) It's like, so you're not you're losing time to gain traction on like any of these teams um, to even make it in the playoffs. And I don't, I don't think you're in a season where even if you make the playoffs, it really matters, right? Like Mm -hmm. how many teams of the 16 teams that make it every year are like contenders, like six, you know, sort of thing. Like then you got some middle ground guys and then you have the ones that are like, ah, you scraped in, have, you know, have a little bit of fun. That's, that's us this year. So um, I thought it was interesting because I was looking at like uh, Jeremy Rutherford's mailbag and like the top question he got was like, do you think the Blues general manager Armstrong is fooled by the recent victories and will he be hesitant to trade Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko? And thankfully, Jared said, I don't think so. I don't see how Army could see it differently than most of us do, which is that this club just doesn't have it together. Even if they stay afloat and get their injured players back before the trade deadline on March 3rd, there have to, there have just been too many reoccurring issues this season. If the Blues are clearing out their lockers at the end of the regular season or even after the first round of the playoffs and O'Reilly and Tarasenko are still around, they missed out on their chance, chance to cash in on some valuable assets. He said, now, if they're still around because the team decided to resign O'Reilly, which I'm like, okay. And then he says, or Tarasenko won't waive his no trade clause. So be it. No, bro. Here's the deal. If Tarasenko wants to go, honestly, any, like, just picks a place that I'm, I must go to the East Coast, just facilitate something. Seriously. Like, if mm-hmm. I, I would rather you be super honest, too. Like, I know you don't want to kick a player in the nuts as he's, like, leaving, but just be like, he only wanted to go to these teams. This is our best offer. We wanted to maximize an asset or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know they would never say that, but sometimes it kind of blows my mind where it's like, just say that, just be honest, mm-hmm. be like, yo, we could have kept him, but then we would have, he would have walked and we would get nothing for him. So I yeah. tried to find the best thing we could get back possible just to explain why it's a, I don't know, a second rounder and some middling prospect or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd much rather you say that and actually cover your ass than be like, this is the best trade I could ever think of or whatever. This is the thing I've always wanted. It's like, don't lie. Now I think you're stupid. Yeah. (laughs) But point being, I'm just glad that Rutherford has that same feeling where it's like, even if you do make the playoffs, I think these guys should be shipped out the deadline anyways. I won't get too much into it because I feel like we're going to talk more and more about that as deadline approaches and everything, but... I just don't think their string of quote unquote success here has changed how I feel about them. I mean, what do you think? Oh, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think this is a team that's overperforming right now and they don't even look that good. You know, it's like you want an overperforming team to look really good. And right now they don't look 
even that good. They're just winning some games instead of losing some games. If you look at the standings, the Blues are in ninth place right now in the conference. Um, but the thing that really jumps out at me when you're on like the official NHL standings page, the Blues still have a minus 18 goal differential. Mm. That is directly behind Edmonton in eighth place who have a plus 14. Everybody above them in the Western Conference is positive. Immediately behind the Blues are Nashville. We would all agree Nashville pretty bad, right? Mm-hmm. At, at um, hockey, they have a minus six. Their points percentage, even though we're above them, 537. When we have 523 because they've got two games in hand on us which is another thing to consider here. The teams right behind us, Nashville, Colorado, Vancouver, all have at least two games in hand on us. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of teams ahead of us, Minnesota and Seattle, both have two games in hand on us. And you don't want to make too much out of those things. But when you're talking about a race that you already don't think you're going to win, that's kind of a big deal, you know, and we're minus eight. Nashville, we all think they're pretty bad. Their goal differential is minus six. Vancouver, who we all agree are god awful, they're only a minus 21. They're only three behind us. And if you look over at the Western Eastern Conference, you've got Detroit, who's a minus 10. They're in 10th place. They still have a much better point percentage than us. Buffalo is in 11th place. Everybody thinks Buffalo is pretty bad. They're plus 15. The Florida Panthers, minus nine. The Ottawa Senators, minus five. You know, so like, and I realize we don't play the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, and thank God for that this season. Because if we are in the Eastern Conference, we're 14th, 15th, or 16th. I mean, we we're getting clobbered every night if we're playing those teams. Mm-hmm. I really believe that this, you know, the Blues are only as good as they look to be because the Western Conference is so bad this year, and that's evidenced by the fact that the bottom four teams are completely non-competitive. I mean, they're shambolic and it's embarrassing (laughs) that they're allowed to play professional hockey. I don't care. Connor Bedard is going to change some franchise completely. So like do the tanking, of course, do the tanking. You have to do the tanking. I'm not here to judge that, but for the purposes of this season, we're basically playing in a 12 team conference, really an 11 team conference. Cause the Canucks, they might not be trying to tank, but they're tanking. <laughs> yeah. So you're looking at 11 teams, Colorado somehow hasn't, you know, has just had the worst injury luck of any team ever. So mm-hmm. if they were healthy and going on all cylinders, we'd be getting spanked by them too. They'd be above us. We'd be even further out of the playoffs race. So when you think about how circumstantial it is that we're already only in ninth, it really points to the fact that this is not a good hockey team. There's no argument that this is a good hockey team. There's no path to this team suddenly becoming a great hockey team. And I've said this before a lot of times, I know, you know, kind of beating a dead horse, but like when we look, when people want to look back to 2019, they just, you know, a lot of them refuse to remember they just think about it as a, as a comeback, a crazy comeback. Mm -hmm. You know, they refuse to remember that we had a brand new coach. We had a brand new goaltender. Even before we had those things, we had every reason to think that team would be vastly improved coming into the season because they'd actually made moves that should have dramatically improved the team. And analytically, the team was actually looked good on paper with a lot of these metrics. I bet their goal differential wasn't as bad as ours is now at some points in the season. And 
um, you know, even with all of that, even with everything that happened, even with winning the Stanley Cup, there's no argument we were the best team in hockey that season. We just right. won the Stanley Cup. And I don't think anybody who's sane or fair would disagree with that. We were one of the best teams in hockey by the end of the season. That's how you get to lift the big <laughs> shiny thing that we got to lift. But like, it, to me, it's just a situation where you are in a position where you have to be honest with yourself. You've done the not trading someone to try and, you know, keep grab a playoff spot the last two years. You can't mm-hmm. do that again. You have to make the tough decisions this year. If you want to resign O'Reilly, I mean, I I don't care. I don't know. I mean, if you think if there are other moves you think you can make to make the team younger and better, sure. I mean, I love mm-hmm. Ryan O'Reilly, so I'm not going to sit here and say that I would hate for him to grow his legacy with this team and stay the captain for longer, because I wouldn't, you know? So, like, there's that hockey fan element of it, too. But if I'm going to just analyze this from a purely cold, disconnected, analytical standpoint, you got to rebuild. You got to retool, re-whatever, to quote Doug Armstrong. (laughs) And it starts with making those trades. It starts with not deluding yourself that this team is better than they are. And if the fans on Twitter want to delude themselves, that's fine. And I'm not even trying to... I'm not even trying to insult people. You want to enjoy hockey, enjoy it the way you want to enjoy it. You want to think there's a fighting chance. I'm great with that. Enjoy it. Seriously. But like, don't come to me, you know, then and be like, well, you're just a negative. No, it's just like, no, I'm just being realistic about what this team is. (laughs) And, and so I don't know. It's just, you look at Vegas, Dallas, even Winnipeg, you look at, Honestly, Calgary and Edmonton, even though they're close to us, you look at the quality of their teams and you look at the avalanche. That's what did I just name? Six, six teams that I think are indisputably better than us. Mm-hmm. I would say Minnesota is probably better than us. Seattle and LA are, you know, I would say closer to our level, but they are also 10 points ahead of us. So it's hard for me to really argue that they're not better than us. Seattle, you know, has everybody's expecting them to fall off, but I think they're too far ahead at this point really to fall off. And now they've brought on a a new young potential budding superstar and Ellie Tolvanen, who we just talked about. So like, I don't know, it's just like, kind of like you said, and I've been ranting for too long, but like, yeah, you could sneak into the last wildcard spot and clean your locker out a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. But nobody thinks this team's a deep playoff run team, right? I mean, nobody. So right. let's just deal with it realistically, is all well, I'd say. That's the thing is like if they make the playoffs, that's more of like uh, I don't know, that's more of like a pat on the back for like Tom Stillman and making your like million dollars a game or whatever, you know, like cool. Like that's good for like the franchise's money in the background and stuff, but like you can't expect them to go far. And it's, you have to set this team up for success, which just means, doesn't always mean like adding and keeping everything together and trying to push for the cup. Sometimes you just know it's not your year and then setting up for success is something different. It's trading pieces away. It's, it's looking at the draft. It's trying to see what young pieces you can get from other players or from other teams. So like, I, yeah, I think that's one thing where you, when you're interacting with other fans or talking with folks, it's like, well, 
we're not like, I don't hate the blues. I don't want them to like fail in the sense, you know, of a franchise sense, but sometimes you need to lose in order to get better. Um, I think I've sort of come to accept that we're in that gross spot. I was really hoping for a while there at the beginning of the season, you know, you lose eight games in a row, you win those seven, then you lose like another five or whatever. Then I'm like, okay, we're going to like suck this year. And I was really hoping we would actually be in that bottom five sort of talk, uh, at least in the Western Conference. But still got offense um, players on this team that are still fairly good. You know, Kyrie Thomas, Buchnevich, um, Shannon Saad to a certain extent in terms of like forwards. So it's like you're never going to be bad enough to be down with those teams, you would think, um, given what we've seen so far. So I've come to accept that we're unfortunately going to be like a bubble team, which we've talked about before is like the worst thing to be <laughs> in terms of like draft capital, um, in terms of like getting a, getting a high or top 10 draft pick or whatever. But, um, and then any team we're going to be trading Tarasenko or O'Reilly to, right. Even if you get first from them, they're going to be in like the, the back half of the first round, which again, still pretty deep draft. Maybe you package two of them to move up or something, but like, I'll obviously take multiple first rounders no matter where they are than having just our own, but it just, it stinks. I wish we would pick a lane. I wish that lane would be lose more. Um, (laughs) I just, it's too bad. I'm just trying to hedge, hedge my emotions and be like, okay, this is what's going to happen because every time they end up putting together like four games in a row, I'm like, why, why you got to do this to me on a positive note? I mean, Watching the line of Bushnevich, Thomas, and Kairu together has been a lot of fun. They might not be the most great two-way, you know, uh, line. They're not a steam back Oshi, but they can definitely score more, and they're they're a lot of fun to watch. I mean, they scored like a really fun goal that got or overturned on like just uh, a, what was it offsides in that Calgary win, but then they went out and they pretty much scored another one right after that. Um, and it's it's. It's been fun to watch those guys. I think, again, the problem is behind them and with O'Reilly and Tarasenko out, you have, like, Shen and Saad and Barbashev, and it's like, that's a line, okay. And But then your third line is Neighbors, Achari, um, like, I guess Torchenko's on the fourth line, Neighbors, Achari, Levo, and it's like, eh, I like Neighbors up there, but, like, these other two are, like, fourth liners, and it's just, you're deaf. that. Yeah, you're... Your depth has taken a hit at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Letty's coming back tonight, I guess. So, like, we'll have an NHL defenseman <laughs> back there again. But, like, you still have Tucker and and Rosen or whatever, Tucker Santini, whoever the pairing is in the bottom one there. And it's just – it's a tough go um, with all these injuries. Like, I think that's another thing, too. If you want to be positive, is like, well, they're trying, but – what can you expect of a team that's like lost two top six forwards and really has like a bottom pairing defensive pairing that they can't really play in key situations. So you're really down to like four defensemen. And for a while mm-hmm. there, you were down to three defensemen and you just had Pareko and, and Falk and Mikola. Um, you know, that whole defensive course had, had struggles too. This whole team has had defensive struggles. So I think there'll be a, a question in the off season is like, you're stuck with some of these defenders, but like, how do you, I don't know, how do you coach this team differently defensively? Like I was saying, like 
from the back end moving forward, just trying to get out of the zone is like hard for this team. And I don't think they're bad players. So it's like, what do you do to like make this work? Um, they'll have to figure it out, but yeah, it's just been a real middling season. I, that's how I'll remember this. This is a very, a very 2016, 2017 season where it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, that season sure happened. Um, and Robbie Fabry blew up his knee or whatever. Um, it's just, <laughs> that's the other thing I remember. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough one. I feel like there's a lot of folks on Twitter I've seen that just don't comment on games as much. And it's like, cause probably not as many people honestly watching, like it's hard to, it's hard to get excited about a team that you just don't believe in, you know? Mm-hmm. So to, to which I will say, uh, Braden Shen, when you say, I got to find this quote here. When you say, I think you guys, meaning like, you know, the media do want to write us off. Yeah, you guys do. We're going to keep grinding. When you say that, Braden, of course they have written you off. Um, your team is 19th in goals for per 60, 25th in goals against per 60, 24th in scoring chances for per 60, 26th in scoring chances against per 60, 24th in high danger chances against per 60. The best thing you have going for you is your ninth and shooting percentage, which kind of speaks to the fact that like you're really capitalizing on your poor scoring chances that you get uh, 27th and save percentage and 30th and high danger save percentage. Like, dude, you're in the bottom third of the league. Like it's mm-hmm. not you grind away, buddy. Grind away. <laughs> you're, that's captain material. I tell you what, put the C on that guy. Oh, he wants to grind. No, no, no. Uh, Ian, call Ian, him Tony Hawk. He wants to grind. You know, you've triggered me. You've triggered me because I, this captain talk to me is so bizarre. I don't know why blues fans feel that the only people who can be captains are punch them up boys. Yeah. But then there are also blues fans that feel like if we just made Tarasenko captain, all our problems would have been solved so i don't i don't understand it i don't understand any of it and it bothers me and i hate it and i don't like it and i want it to stop (laughs) also let me be real with people if Braden shen has a great season he finishes he's had a great season and he you know and and this offseason after he had a great season you trade him if you can that's another (laughs) person you trade i know i was like that's like he's got five more years on his contract after this 32 he's played a physical style he looks great this year all credit to the man it's all good but like i just don't understand why people i you know it's they they're fans they're fans i get it we're too critical probably sometimes of people who who think with their hearts and their emotions but like stupid (laughs) i want this team i think the ways the ways people depl- choose to deploy and not b- deploy the whole team on the back, na- team on the front, name on the back argument is like reverse to me. Like I want this team to be good forever. So I don't mm-hmm. care if a player that I like right now gets his feelings hurt or, or isn't a player that I like three years from now. Like I feel like a lot of times that's used to kind of justify like, oh, well, you know, you got to let players go and you know you gotta whatever but it's kind of like the reverse to me where it's like to keep the name on the front as as important the team on the front as important as i want it to be you got to get rid of the people before that you know when you got to make the tough decisions earlier and 
I don't know. People don't seem to want to do that. And I guess that's fine. That's everybody. Everybody has that, right? But, you know, it's just strange to me. I just find it funny because the the Braden Shen captain stuff is just like if he's having like a hard ass quote and they're like, it's the balm. It's the balm to soothe Blues fans. We're like, you know, mm-hmm. that was a sick quote and he really wants to win. And you know what? That's what my team's all about. It's like, yes, your 21, 19, and three team is all about winning. It's okay, you know, and grinding it out. Like, I don't know. It's it's such a blues mentality. I don't can't even think of another team, maybe like the Bruins, maybe like the Flyers that are like all about like, you know what, we're about team game and grinding. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't feel like the Maple Leafs have ever said anything <laughs> like that. The Canadians aren't like, we're just about fucking mucking it up. But for mm-hmm. some reason, I think, I think it's made up because I think it's true of the Blues historically. Like, I don't think that's made up, but I think it's made up that like, it has to always be that way because we're just some midwest mud city like <laughs> for these people out west or east the midwest like, mud city yeah. yeah they're just like oh isn't that that place isn't that the place somewhere in like the in between la and new york that's just like you know got a, a big old mud city. got a big old hoop and then uh and then they're just like you know probably think we fucking mine coal or some bullshit <laughs> isn't that where the oh, pinkertons were and all this that is jazz? where peabody energy is <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's not even true because they even people out east know like shit about like ohio and like pennsylvania and like west virginia and shit uh-huh. this is we're pretty much where indiana starts and fucking colorado ends <laughs> it's like in that corn and like mud out there like yeah mm-hmm. you got it i'm not going to dispute you on it I'm not gonna fight you. No, on it. You're correct. A guy up in Toronto that when I told him we were, I was from St. Louis said, "Oh, that's by Texas." I was like, "You know what, man? Yeah, you're, cl- you're close <laughs> enough. You're <fucking laughs> close enough, baby. At least you're not like this one Vancouver dude on I still remember on like Reddit that thought fucking St. Louis is on the fucking West Coast. I'm like, where? Next to what? Where do you think we're in between? How far am I from San Francisco right now? <laughs> I'm like, have you ever seen a panning shot? Like, <laughs> what? Oh, people know nothing about our city, and that's okay because that's fine. we're better in incognito mode anyway. <laughs> I I have such a love hate with like I feel like any place I've lived, like I feel like especially St. Louis, where it's like if I'm talking with other people from St. Louis, I'm like this place fucking sucks but then like <laughs> if someone from like chicago or fucking detroit was like dude st louis blows i'm like fuck you are you kidding me <laughs> you don't know anything about this you don't know anything about all the hidden gems you like when scott darling hit his his classic little Same oh that's shit. the top of my no trade list sort of thing where you been scott like i don't yeah. blame you you've been at the fucking like i don't even know what, what hotels we have you've been at like the radisson that's like south of 64 where they just uh, built the soccer state. Like there was nothing, there's right? nothing there. I get you. I got you, buddy. I'm, I'm here. But like, you've been anywhere else in the city? Probably not. We, you probably weren't, you weren't even here when we had the freaking uh, Ferris wheel. That's right. I mean, that's a joke, but you know, <laughs> we have one. It's like the London Eye. I mean, it's embarrassing, but we <laughs> <have it. laughs> You know, they're building a, um, uh, what is it? A, 
what is Top Golf? They're building a Top Golf like in Downtown, the city. Yeah, yeah, that upsets me. Fucking why? <laughs> <laughs> Money, told, baby. I mean, it's gonna look at the arch, but of course, you know what? You know what? Was that ever a fucking question? No. Was that ever like, no. what is like, where's it gonna face? The only thing. <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> Get a nice scenic, scenic shot of South City. Yeah, it's gonna face west. It's gonna go face fucking Shrewsbury. You know when you go on 64 and you look to the south of it and you see all the like factories and stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, do are those operational? Do people still go there? Is that like a part of people's lives? <laughs> that's what think, that's what they think we do. They think, don't you that's manufacture right. like beer? That's right. If they said that, I would be impressed. Like, oh, you've seen you've watched a commercial. <laughs> um that's kind of interesting part of the city. I'm always like, you know what? There's like brick buildings and shit, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, but like otherwise, old city. Otherwise, mud city. Mud city, baby. Mud city. Oh yeah. So I mean, the blues are the blues. We they're gonna blue. We we blew the I blues just, all blue and long. I just want something interesting to happen. Can I get like a? Can I get Braden Shen punching Kyra in the gut and being like, you piece of shit. Or can I get like Craig Berube with like a fire quote or like Army with a fire quote or like we blow up a team eight nothing and they they we hot dog it on them or some team blows up, up you know us up eight nothing and Bennington like slashes someone's tires and then their throat in the parking lot. Like, can I get something? Give me something. This is this is the hardest time to be a hockey fan, I think. Um even, no matter what, no matter if your team's good or bad, like January is kind of the drizzling shits where you're like, hey, mm-hmm. halfway through the season, got 40 more of these. The trade deadline's coming up, except it's like six or seven weeks away. So it's not really. Ian, like, Ian let's, let's have a real talk here for a minute. I love hockey. Season's too, too fucking long. It's, oh, it's too, too long. long. It's so long. It's yeah. stupid how long the season is. And now if, they're talking about more games, more. You want to put more in here? I want to tack on two more just for funsies. Uh, it's too long. Why do people do the thing where it's the, the thinking that it's not too long? Because it's too long. <laughs> I I understand that it'll they'll never change because like you're basically asking for less money, you know, to make uh-huh. less money. But that aside, if you if you throw that out the window, this the season needs to be like. 62 games yeah and it needs Perfect. it needs to be the playoffs i know march madness is march madness and you can't go up against it all that jazz throw that aside playoffs need to be like starting like at the end of march yeah. like easily like in march like march 20th or whatever mm-hmm. like please please it's it's too weird to me that when it starts to get nice out or whatever i'm like and the shit's blooming and the grass is green and i'm like Man, playoff hockey time, baby. Like for the next three months. <laughs> like yeah. the fact that we were walking around in shorts and t-shirts with jerseys over us for like the playoff run is a little too much. Yep. I agree. I agree. It's too much. You're like we halfway were, through I mean, the baseball season. We won freaking middle of June. We won the Stanley Cup. 
they talk about it on the like friggin' a, middle of June. They're gonna <laughs> there's a possibility the they sale. award that later this year. They were already like they won't they don't want to award it any later than like the 24th of June. I'm like, what you're talking about it like you're like you're pulling it back. It's longer now. Yeah. Why why did they start October 15th or whatever this year? Like shit start like in September. I don't care. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's too many. And I think it's hard too when you're playing like the lightning tonight or whatever you're like oh that's a fun team but also this is like not a rivalry team Mm -hmm. so i think the blues don't have like a rival anymore right like i mean there's teams you know we don't like the blackhawks we don't we as fans don't like certain teams but like what's a team the blues play anymore they're like oh shit sparks are gonna fly like yeah not right now like nobody i mean i guess it's too bad Blackhawks also suck. I think that's a big part of it. I mean, it'd be nice if we both were really bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You wanted to talk before we departed about teams that uh, surprised you in good and bad ways this season. Yeah. Like, talk through that. Yeah. Like, we're halfway through the season, as as has been alluded to. And, like, it's just kind of interesting to look at the standings, see where people are at and, and what's happened, what's not happened. Stephen's put on a rainbow cowboy hat. That's right. Howdy. Um, it's not it's not anything more or less than how I've described it to you. No, that's <laughs> that exactly is what, what it is. is. Um I think unlike the the surprisingly good column, I think you have to almost start with Boston. Like I thought Boston would be good. I mm-hmm. thought they'd be in a playoff hunt. I did not think they would have 32 wins on a 41 games played and, you know, only only recently lost their first game in regulation at home. Their first mm-hmm. one, they're 32-5-4. and four. They have... Can 16- they even conceivably lose the President's Trophy now? I mean, I if they go on a little I bit just, of a slide, but like... I just really, really want this team to be that team that wins with 120 points and then just gets fucking bounced by the Sabres <laughs> in the first round or whoever that'd got. Be, now that'd be sick. And that's the end of Patrice Bergeron's career. Is, oh, is Tage Thompson putting no a problem. fucking puck through his heart? <laughs> that's right. I have no problem with Patrice Bergeron. He rocks, but like that would be so funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> You've got to admit that that would be hilarious. Oh God, I really want the Sabres to make the playoffs and be like a fun, just like a fun Cinderella team. Um, but Boston's at what, 68 points. The next highest team is Carolina or Toronto with 59. They're up nine points on like the two teams tied for second, the whole league behind them, plus 65 goal differential. Like the next highest one is plus 36, I think. Oh my God. Yeah, this team's a freaking freight engine, freight tank, tank engine, freight train. Um, in terms of other teams that have surprised me, like New Jersey, I think that's a big one. Um, you know, they've kind of sunk back a little bit, but I mean, they're still 27, 12, and three. I thought they would get better. I thought they'd get better every year for the last like three or four years. And they really haven't until this year. Um, I'm glad they studied themselves and kind of got over that, uh, they had that little slide there for a while, and mm. now they're six, three, and one in their last ten, and have won their last three. So they're a fun team to watch. The Rangers are also back in the mix, so good for them, I suppose. Yeah, I was like, they're kind of where I would. Have That's not surprising. I mean, that one seems pretty much right on. But it was a little surprising how bad they were to start the season. Yeah, they kind of sure. had some hiccups. Um, Buffalo is just a weird team because I would have said they were surprising with how good they were. 
then for like the last month they were bad and mm -hmm. then they were back to good and now they've lost three in a row so they're like a really hard team to pin down like i said i hope they make it um in terms of i guess good in the west like i think you have to start with seattle there like seattle was i was hoping would improve from just mm -hmm. being really bad last year and they've improved by a lot um with not i mean i'm trying to think with not that many like additions oliver bjorkstrand um who's the other guy burakovsky like and then i guess they've got veneers is playing regularly now so i mean those are relatively large additions to their forward core um mm -hmm. i think Jaden schwartz scored some fun empty netter the other night i forget he's even up there like good for good for him and Dunn up there but like I'm surprised that Hackstall and that group was able to turn it around so quickly. I mean, it'll be yeah. a lot of fun to see them in the playoffs for the first time, maybe develop some rivalries. Um, that's really, I'm, I'm pumped can't for that. with the Canucks. Tell you that much. <laughs> That'll happen much, much later. Um, and then I guess Winni Winnipeg and Dallas are sort of surprising. Like, I guess I would have mm -hmm. put Dallas up there, maybe not first in the central, but I would have thought they'd play all right. Um, Winnipeg, I with how many, how much trouble was going up there in the season, right? Oh, Between yeah, we like, both called. I mean, I think we both yeah. are on record saying this team's going to be a dumpster fire. Oh yeah, I thought they were going to be bad. Like Hellebuck's always a good goaltender, but like I was like, you just can't get past like stripping the C off Wheeler and yeah. having Shifley be like basically not know if he even wants to resign there. And freaking uh, who's the other one? Who's the other Frenchie up there? ELP. <sighs> Here, yeah, like Dubois. Yeah, Dubois. Dubois. Yeah, I was also being all like, I don't know, trade me. So, <laughs> oh, is that I mean, again? Oh, trade me. I don't know. <laughs> That's my best uh, French Canadian accent. Yeah, it's pretty accurate, I would say. Pretty <laughs> much. Sounds like a real, a real Patrick Wah. Yeah. In terms of bad, like, I think in the West, Vancouver, I didn't think it was going to be like this much of like a train wreck. Um, I should have known better because Vancouver's like never Vancouver is never like a quiet team. Like even when they're good, they're kind of like assholes about it. Like they're yeah. just always loud and like, wow, we suck. Or like, yeah, suck my dick. We're so good. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just they're always like so much noise. But Colorado too, I think folks have said it's surprising. There's been some articles this week because they lost to Chicago the other day. And it's like, oh should we worry about the avalanche it's like you can worry this season like oh maybe they missed the playoffs it could be rough for them but like as to why like half their team is gone yeah, like and on the injured reserve dead. that because of that i'm not surprised that they're not doing very well like i mean it's significant players like they didn't have mckinnon for like a month landiscock's <laughs> still out like landiscock hasn't played this season yeah like they didn't have Ka blues, I mean, blues killer Darren Helm has barely played this season, if, if at all. That's right, that senior man, that geriatric man. Did like didn't Rantanen miss some time too? Like their whole yeah, I think so. Their whole team has been pretty much dead. Yeah, like it's been hard for them. I think they're. I think they'll still make the playoffs. I think as they get healthy. I mean, they're only again two points back from us. Only Jared was, Bednar, arguably. Jack Adams can't. <laughs> if they if they make on. the if they make the playoffs, like no question. I think right now, though, unless something crazy happens, it's like Jim Montgomery. Like, yeah, that's probably a walk to me. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah. We uh, when your team 
bounces from being like a pretty good team, the Boston Bruins to like being this good. Uh-huh. It, it does make me wonder as a Blues fan where I'm like, how, how much did he help this team? <laughs> I'm like, maybe oh, yeah. more I mean, he's than a I big, thought. I mean, we're not talking enough about losing him for sure. Yeah. Like it's definitely sort of just been glossed over a little bit. Like, well, yeah, well, he's an assistant and what have you, but it's like to be like a fair, like a pretty good team last year, especially offensively to dropping where we are now to then seeing Boston just shoot up the standings like it's not all Jim Montgomery but it's it's a fair amount of like changing your coach and getting a new message in there mm-hmm. um so yeah Vancouver Colorado I think too like Edmonton and Calgary just being kind of middling maybe Edmonton not so much because that's like the story of the Edmonton Oilers is like we should be much better than this because of Connor McDavid and and uh Leandre Seidel and then Leandre Seidel and Connor McDavid say I cannot do this. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot buoy this team to a hundred plus <laughs> points every fucking year. Um, poor guys. Calgary, I think, is more surprising just because of how good they were last year, and then to have you know basically change out Kachuk and Goudreau for Huberdeau and Uyghur and Kadri. Like, I mean, they were the team that everyone was talking about this off season, right? Like it making mm-hmm. this huge difference, um, biggest summer and, you know, they're 57 and like point percentage. They're in, they're in a playoff spot, but like, it's been dicey. It's been dicey yeah. for a team that should be a lot better. Like they're close enough to us in points. And I can tell you why we're not good, but I look at Calgary and I'm like, what the heck's going on up there? I mean, it's also their goalies. Like, having some issues but that's like a continuation of the playoffs i think to the two teams that i look at in the east that are surprising to me are like florida the other team that you know like team calgary traded with i didn't think kachuk was like going to easily replace those other two players but i didn't think that florida was going to be in a position to miss the playoffs i mean they're 42 points there's six points back from Pittsburgh who has two games in hand on them. Like Palmer is pretty bad. Apparently stay and, retired, stay retired, bro. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you as the Florida Panthers shouldn't have gotten rid of the freaking coach that like brought you a, a, didn't they win the president's trophy? Yeah. Yeah. Like people like, Oh, Joe Quinville, Joe Quinville wasn't even there that long last year. <laughs> like, yeah, I think like seven, 10 games, something like that. It wasn't very much. Who was it? Burnett? Yeah, like Andrew Burnett. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I don't know why I don't get it. Um, and then the thing with Florida is you can't even take. You gave up your first round pick to right. freaking Montreal for Ben Sherratt. Yeah, oh. and to go by your Jim Montgomery theory in reverse, where did Andrew Burnett go? The New Jersey Devils, oh, where yeah. he's an assistant coach, but still, still, you know. <laughs> I know it's like, man, oh man, this. That's that's a disaster season. Like you kind of mm-hmm. have to like try your hardest to make it back in the playoffs. There's no way they're gonna, but that's because they don't have their first, do they? Not no, they gave it up for Ben Chirot. Uh Ben Chirot. Oh no. Oh no. That's right. Montreal's got it. Montreal is moving and... further and further away. You know, I realized at some point that they hadn't had their first round pick and that Montreal had it. But I remember not being able to piece together what trade 
Hmm. made that happen it was ben sherratt they're gonna lose the top 10 pick in this season's draft because oh and so many blues fans wanted that dude (laughs) oh no i know prices don't necessarily carry over from season to season but ben sherratt's getting you a first like I'm demanding firsts for O'Reilly and Tarasenko. I'm demanding them. Um, if you're Montreal, sure my you're just... sound quality has diminished because I have moved as far away <laughs> in this He's dead. as I can from the computer because that knowledge wounded me. But Montreal fans are cheering for Florida losses. Like they could oh, have baby, two top sh- 10 I would picks. be too. Shoot. The chances you, you are of getting team. Bedard at that point. Yeah, friggin', didn't they have, they had two top tens last year and had, they traded one for Kirby Doc, who, by the way, has had a bonkers season. He's been mm. pretty solid, even though that team's obviously terrible. Now you get two top ten this year. They're rebuilt. You got, oh, yeah. you got, you got your edge and Nick Suzuki. I mean, his contract sucks, but you don't, aren't going to be spending money on anybody else. So like, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess you need like a, a defense or whatever. I guess that'd be nice, <laughs> but maybe a goaltender or whatever. But like they're rebuilt. It's all done. <laughs> it's over, baby. You did it. Um, The one other team, too, I think talked about probably just as much as Calgary this summer for having a good summer, but not really having done much with it. The Ottawa Senators, like mm-hmm. back to where they always are. They're 500 team. I guess it's a little bit better than they normally are, but it's like, that's not what you want when you go out and you get Claude Giroux and you get Alex DeBrincat. It's like, it's not enough. Um, They need defense. (laughs) They need like defenders that play defense, like Thomas Shabbat. (laughs) Great. But they don't have, they ain't got it. They ain't got it. I don't think their goaltending has been overly great this year either, but um they the two teams that the best summers you know are aren't having the best seasons so you know what uh-huh. shitty summer for doug armstrong this year doesn't mean anything folks we can come back and we can win um but yeah i, I think it's interesting just to look at some of these standings obviously the, the shit teams are the shit teams you know you're not surprised that philly montreal columbus uh chicago anaheim arizona san jose are like all down there mucking around for for bedard like those all make sense um Mm -hmm. and we could be one of them folks if you believe you know believe put your hands up in the sky i believe that the st louis blues can get a top 10 pick man you gotta think about the friggin the the devils are a scary team when you think about the fact that neither Luke Hughes nor Simon Nimitz have really factored in this season in a mm-hmm. big way. Obviously Hughes hasn't at all. I think Nimitz got his like cup of coffee, mm-hmm. but like, that's like your core, your blue line in a couple years and you're already this good. I mean, I don't know about their goaltending if it's going to hold up, but might not need to with that team. Well, that'd be sick. And yeah, Lindy Ruff, <laughs> the hero of the modern he's, Republic. He's- not that I think it would have, but he's definitely, he's got to be in the Jack Adams conversation. Of course. Yeah. Fire from, Lindy. From fire to Lindy. Yeah, That'd so be fun. That'd be like a fun, um, you suck chant for Lindy Ruff. If they go deep in the playoffs, just like start, you know, chanting fire Lindy. Uh-huh. He's like, he's like out there pumping his fist. And he's like, <laughs> right, let's go. Fire me. My job should be in question. <laughs> This is how Lindy Ruff talks about it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the most uh, it's, voice. it's 
it's a fun sport. There's a lot of fun stuff going on, even if it's not fun for us right now. <laughs> and for some Blues fans, it is fun and good for you. I'm glad you're enjoying this. You enjoy mediocrity and <laughs> complete mundanity, and you should. That's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure they love going to current 2023 bread co. I'm sure they love it. I'm sure it's good Frig- stuff. Friggin' Pete Blackburn just does not miss. He put out his favorite movies of 2022, Top Gun Maverick number one. That's all I'm asking for, yeah, baby. baby. Just That's be right. honest. Don't give me any of this artsy fartsy crap. Not at number one. I've never heard of his number two. It could be really good, but you know, anyway. Um, does, he, does he have what's the what's the artsy fartsy one that's out there none of them top 10 isn't there's no tar uh let's see tar is 19 19 wow the Fuck whale tar. is number nine um so yeah Very interesting marcel the shell with shoes on is his number three <laughs> Oh boy, I love so that. Someone watched that on a plane and I was like really intrigued. I was like, should I watch this? But it's too late. Um, I've been trying to keep a list of all the movies I watched this year. I've only mm-hmm. there's only been three so far. Um and literally just rank them or just like put a little like out of five stars what I think of them just for enjoyment uh sake, and then I'll see what I what I have at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm excited too. I'm trying to do the same thing with books this year. Oh, I've nice. already read most of two books in the new year. So <laughs> I'm semi-finished. Two you books. know, that's right. Can you read uh, two books at the same time? Is that what you do? I can, but I don't like to. I've, I've by mostly finished. I mean, I finished one and I'm oh, partway mo- towards mostly finished with the other one, but I can do it. I just Christo. am not a big fan of it, which is why sometimes I have troubles because I'll fun- start one and I won't really like it. And I just can't convince myself to be like, don't read it. Just pick up another one. Just start oh, it and yeah. you'll be done. You know, I can drop a book if it's like pretty early on. But if it's like, if I've invested like, I don't know, 200 plus pages already, I'm like, all right, we're, we're finishing this one. Yeah, exactly. It depends. It all depends. It's all a sliding scale. But anyway uh that's it i think we've covered it i think we've been podcasting for well over an hour so the people have gotten enough you can you pay money's on, worth if you want more you can pay on our only fans um <laughs> only I'm, fans please that's right exactly <laughs> so uh we will be back next week with probably more up and down performances to talk about i'm going to the game on monday this is the last however many seasons i've gone to many games and this season i've gone to zero so far so this will be the first one that's awesome who is it against the ottawa senators oh well that's a team that's not good so so it's anyone's game (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh exactly so in any case uh that's it for the st louis blues two guys one cup podcast we answered by um jack daniels that's right oh not because they paid us just because i'd like to drink some every time i watch the blues and we will talk to you all real soon see ya